This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Hey, what's good, people? First off, I want to say uh, a big sorry. Uh, I apologize to my dedicated 40 because of the fact that, um, like I said previously in the last podcast, um, I don't really listen to my podcast after I release it. After I release it, it's like, I like to have my shit unedited. What I felt, what I said, no apologies. Whatever I said, I said. You know what I mean? So I don't like to listen back, edit, record, take shit out. I just, when I finish recording, I send it off to the network and it's published. What you're getting when you listen to the podcast is 100% raw and honest, flawed and flawless me. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to every episode of this podcast and then you come and you talk to me, you're going to find that there's no difference. Um, and that's what I wanted. But uh, I'm going to have to start listening to them because I don't know what made me say, let me listen to the podcast after I had said on the previous one that I don't listen to them. But I checked it out and there was an error. Uh, it was a minor mistake that, you know, slipped through the cracks uh and i don't know if you obviously uh some of you guys noticed um but the audio was really low so if you were somebody trying to listen on your phone um it wouldn't work not that it wouldn't work but it played really really low and if you didn't use an external um speaker you know you probably wouldn't even have listened so i don't know how many of the dedicated 40 are left uh, but if you're still here, that's not going to happen again, as you can see by listening this week. Um, but yeah, man, sorry about that. Uh, on positive news, there must be more than the dedicated 40 now. Um, I got a notification on um, Spotify and I had 1000 listeners uh, in, in the last month and I'm doing the math and I'm like dedicated 40, you know, this show only comes out once a week. So my dedicated 40, you know, you guys only equate to about, you know, 160 spins. So dedicated 40 looks like we started to pick up the pace. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. Um, who knows how big this will go? And personally, who gives a fuck? Because uh, the dedicated 40 is all I need. Anyways, let's get into some uh, what's been going down. So today, uh, I um, have to get some work done on these roast battle jokes. Uh, so for those of you who did not hear or did not know, uh, your boy got selected to perform at the Just For, not the Just For Laughs, it's done by Just For Laughs. Uh, I was selected to perform in the first ever Canada roast battles and so of course they have one in England uh, they also have one the original one in America um, and now they're starting the Canadian one and this is their first one and I'm going to be in it uh, and I've uh, I've been watching the roast battles since they started back in LA uh, when it was you know run by Brian Moses and um, Rel Battle it was created by them um, and then, you know, pushed or taken over and uh, taken uh, by, you know, well, not taken over, but like 
Jeff Ross came in and, you know, really helped take it to the next level. But um, I've been, uh, you know, I was hosting a few of them in Canada. I was one of the first people to host roast battles here in Canada. Um, And I'll be honest, like, I'm excited. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm aiming to try to make a good television. But I got to dust off the little old asshole skills because I was, uh, you know, I was reluctant to continue on with doing the roast battle simply because of the fact that it's not a sustainable way of doing stand-up comedy because you spend weeks on end thinking about and writing about one specific person. um, And then when you release those jokes, they can never be used again. And, um, you know what I mean? Unless in that exact context, it doesn't work. Like it's just, there's no purpose for them. So it wasn't a sustainable way. And so I stopped doing it. And I was just listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, they had uh, Jamar Neighbors. Jamar Neighbors is one of the people that are part of the wave. For those of you who don't know what the wave is, the wave is whenever a really good joke hits, a bunch of people run out and do like an act out on stage that's really funny. Jamar Neighbors is one of them. And Joe asked him, he goes, how come you don't battle? And he said the exact same thing I said. He said, I don't want to spend weeks on end thinking about one person. And I can only tell that joke one time. It's like, it's not worth your time. Fortunately, Just for Laughs sent me how much they're paying me. And it's definitely worth doing it that one time. So uh, what I like about it is that it's TV and I'm very competitive. Uh, I'm an extremely competitive person. If I can't win, I'm going to just do silly shit or I'm not going to do it at all. But like whenever I'm into something, I'm always going in for the win. How can I win? I want to be the best. Me, me, me. That's how I'm always going to be. So don't even bother uh, questioning it. So anyways, um, the thing that I like is that it's on television and it's a great way to build your fan base without having to use your material. So that's the positive. So I'm trying to figure out how the fuck can I make this good TV? And so now I know I don't have a lot of listeners. You know what I mean? My dedicated 40 is my dedicated 40. But uh, if I had a larger fan base, maybe I wouldn't say this, but I'm going to tell my dedicated 40. So... As you guys know, I told you to look out on my social media to see uh, what this new look would be. And then I never posted it. Um, The reason why I never posted it is the new look that I have is so different. Um, I look so much different that people that know me um, were shocked when they saw me. Like, they were like, oh, my God, like, you don't even look remotely the same. And um, I don't. I look different. I look different. And uh, like my sister, she tore my ass apart. And here's the funny thing. Everybody that's seen the new look, it's not that they don't like it. It's just that it doesn't even look like me anymore. And so it takes them a while to get used to and adjust to this new look that i have and i'm excited because i love it i'll be honest with you guys right now the new look when you see it when you finally get to see me out in public or on instagram if you notice i haven't been posting a lot on social media 
of my face. Um, but there's a reason why. Because you see, this is how competitive I am. I know all my competitors are going to be going through my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter to find ammunition to take me down. And my standard hairstyle is the Afro. So I have a very, 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 very strong inclination that most of these uh, people who I'm going up against are going to be writing jokes about my Afro or addressing my Afro. And so I don't have an Afro anymore. Um, for those of you who know black hair really well, I got a double strand twist. I look like, um, I look like, uh, O-Dog in Menace to Society. That's exactly that. Yes, that's the, if you want to know what I look like, think about Menace to Society. And that is exactly what I look like. Um, except I didn't shave the sides of my hair. Um, cause my hair is like, my hair is long. Um, but yeah, I look like old dog from menace to society, same lineup, same, you know, little goatee piece with a little mustache and the, that's what I look like. And, uh, it's such a different look compared to what I was before that my, my opponents are going to have more to attack me on. And so I'm not letting them see what I look like until right before we perform and then that way even if they get a little one or two you know visual jokes off it's gonna have thrown them off their regular game you're only allowed seven jokes right and so they're gonna come in with their prepared seven jokes their seven jokes have to be submitted august 5th right so i know I'm not going to post no pictures until after August 5th. And even then, I know you can change your jokes. They just want to see where you're at. So I'm not going to really let these people see me until the 13th. Till I actually, because I got to fly out to Toronto. Uh, and so when I go to Toronto, that's when I'm going to let them see me. And then that way, even if they try to attack me, it's going to throw them off their game and keep them from using their original jokes. Whereas my jokes are going to be more... Uh, uh, directed at who they are as a person and that can't change overnight and um, yeah that's how competitive I am and I want to make this good TV I want to be uh, my manager once said it to me she said uh, my manager said if you can't be good be remembered and so I called up the <laughs> the director I called the director and I said to him, okay, look, I'm trying to make some good television. Uh, and he said, okay, cool. What do you, what do you want to do for your intro? And I said, I need six white people to carry me out on stage and I'm going to be dressed as like a black Egyptian king. And I need six white people to, uh, and I said specifically white, preferably dressed in suits, uh, you know what I mean? Because it's white people representing the corporate world, uh, dressed in suits. And I would be wearing like the outfit that the dude was wearing in 300 when he was being brought out. And I'm talking like gold chains all around you, the fake piercings, the gold headband, and the, especially the gold thong underwear. That was my game plan. And uh, I, I, I 
call up the director. I tell him that's how I want to be introduced. And you know when somebody is like, they have grandiose dreams that are way outside of what is allowed. That's the sigh he gave me. He went, all right. It's COVID-19. We can't have extra people on stage. You want to do this? <laughs> and essentially shot down my entire idea. So all the ideas that I had um, were shot down. However, I will say that I, I am going to definitely rock the room with my intro. I haven't figured it out yet. I have some ideas. I'm looking online to try to buy costumes. I'm trying to see what what outfits I could get. I'm looking online to see who has the best intros of all time. I'm doing everything. The only thing I'm not going to do, and I know a lot of other people would be like, why not just do it? It's not the same. Like a lot of people are, are, are grouping up uh, with their friends to make them help write uh, the jokes. Uh, and I'll be honest, I'm a man of pride. I'm a man of pride. And I don't want, I'm not teaming up with nobody. I'm not asking anybody to help me out with my jokes. I'm not asking uh, for anybody to write for me. I'm not, I'm not doing no writing circles. I'm doing it alone. It's my comedy versus the world. And whoever the fuck you got to use to get your writing on, go ahead. I'll whoop their ass too. And for me personally, it's just like I can't feel pride in saying I'm the best or claiming a win or, you know, having the reputation of being an assassin if I need help from somebody else to write these jokes. And so I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it on my own. Uh, I'm very competitive. I'm going to hide the way I look. Not because I dislike it. Like I said, personally um i love this look better than any of my other looks and uh of course that's only two different looks that's the braids and the afro but this twist i don't know man i don't know if i'm coming back from it i mean of course what i love about it is it's not permanent so i can um i could always bring back the afro and i could always braid my hair but what i love about it is it's like a right in between of getting locks and like my hair is long so like I could, you know, do that thing where I whip my hair around, which is what I've always wanted to do. Just that moment when, you know, you know, that moment when someone comes out the water and they whip their head back and then the hair uh, flings back and the water goes. With, I want that moment. I've been wanting that moment my whole life. I have never had that moment, people. I am 39 years old. And ever since I was young, I have never had my hair long enough uh, to be able to do that kind of style and uh never even had anybody that would maintain my hair on that level so it took me until i was 35 years old at 35 years old i have now have enough money and ability and time to look after my hair the way i wanted it to and now my hair is luxurious and beautiful enough to rock this fucking hairstyle i'm gonna rock this motherfucking hairstyle i can't wait to break it out on y'all i'm gonna fuck up this summer um speaking of summer i'm trying to get into shape like i i didn't really talk about it too much i don't know if you guys knew i was doing keto uh and i did it for a good period of time i did it for three months i didn't really talk about it too much because i mean i don't know i don't really think about it but i did the keto i was 181 pounds um and i i was 
I had gained weight from when I had lost it. So I went all the way down to 164 pounds on keto, came off keto. And when you come off keto, uh, the thing is you can't just, you know, you party too hard is what I called it. I, I party too hard because now you could eat carbs again. And I love carbs. I love bread. I love, you know, eating candy. You know, when I'm binging, I like to do all kinds of shit. And so I ate all the things. I ate every fucking thing plus all the fat and all the shit. So I went from 164 right back up to 181. And then on January 6th, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I got to go back. And I got back on keto. And uh, I went all the way down to 160, 167. So right now I'm uh, off keto. And I did get carried away. I'm not going to lie. I had put a cake. My daughters made me a cake for my birthday. January 14th was my birthday. And my daughters made a cake for me. And I was on keto. And I took that cake, the entire cake, and I wrapped it and I put it in the freezer uh, for those three months. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I took it out the freezer yesterday and it thawed out. And it was it thawed out as if it was brand new. Like it... it, it I thought it would be like shitty and stale and nah, this cake was like fresh out the oven done. And I ate the whole fucking cake. I ate the whole fucking cake. I ate an entire double chocolate with chocolate frosting and sprinkles on top cake. I ate the whole fucking cake. And you guys are like, oh, well, how was it a big cake? It was about a foot, about a foot around and I ate the fucking whole goddamn thing. So needless to say, uh, I wasn't very good yesterday. And uh, it's the, you're like, oh, well, I mean, it's not that bad. No, 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 no. I'm not finished. I ate the whole fucking cake. Then I had three beers. Then I because I wasn't allowed to re I wasn't allowed to drink beer the entire time. So I haven't had a beer in three months. So I couldn't drink beer. So I had three beers, which I mean, I haven't really been drinking. So you drink three beers and fuck, it had me spinning. Um, and then I was smoking and it gave me the munchies. And since I'm off keto, I could do whatever I want. And I just ate a cake and drank three beers. Well, fuck it. I ate a pack of uh, Reese's Pieces. With the Reese's Pieces has uh, Reese's Pieces with the peanuts in it, just like the M&M's do with the peanuts. But now it's peanut butter instead of chocolate surrounding it with a chocolate shell. And I could tell you right now, I ate the whole fucking pack. I ate the whole pack. And if you go, oh, well, okay, you're getting a little bad. I'm not finished. Then I had wings. Oh, I got an air fryer and I made 14 wings. I ate 14 wings. And then I had rice with 14 wings. And then... I drank fucking Coke Zero, which has no calories, but I washed it down with Coke Zero. Man, today I weigh 172 pounds. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I went up four pounds in two days, 48 hours, because of how gluttonous my ass has been. But now, it's April, it's April now. Uh, and, um, well, April 1st when I'm recording this, but it's April now and, uh, it's game time. So, uh, it's April, May, June. 
So for the next 90 days, all right, I'm going hardcore working out. I'm 172 pounds. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, let's be realistic. I mean, it's been two days after I binged eat, so maybe it's a little bit lower, but I'm calling it 172, and my goal is to drop down to between 160, 165, and just be like fucking shredded, just muscle. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing now. I'm not going to, I mean, I'll talk about it when I talk about it. If you hear me talking about it, you know I'm killing the game. If I'm not talking about it, it means I fucked up. I mean, let's be realistic. Every time I try to, to do this at this time, I always fuck up. Like, I finally got down to where I'm happy with the way my weight is, and I just want to fucking work out. But I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I love fucking eating and doing nothing. And I'm that person that when you start gaining weight, I start saying shit like, man, fuck these people. Why can't they just love me for me? That's fat people talk. As soon as you start saying shit like you're going to have to just accept my body. All bodies are beach bodies. That's the fucking speech and tone of somebody who doesn't want to work out. Just say I want to be a fat piece of shit. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fun getting fat. It's the most fun I've ever had. But I'll tell you. You're never going to fucking be able to, you know, look the way you want to look and bang bitches that are outside of your weight class. And that's what I would like to do. I would like to, uh, especially with my new look, uh, put on some abs and, uh, you know, be slim. I want to I want to be that dude that when you take the picture at 40, that they sexy as fuck and people be like, oh, my God, you look like you're 27. And I'll be like flipping my hair like, oh, you know, I moisturize and drink water every day. Man, I don't give a fuck about none of that drinking water, moisturize. I work out so that you could say these things to me. You know what I mean? Working out requires discipline and narcissism. <laughs> And those are two things that I definitely embody. Discipline to keep pushing forward. And I'm a narcissistic motherfucker who has low self-esteem. And if you think that those two things can't go together, hang around the comedy scene a little bit longer. and You'll see what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, today's April 1st and I'm getting it in, man. You go see me. I'm going to do that whole 5 a.m. Get up and do the jogs and, you know work out lift the weights i'm trying to be sexy as fuck this summer people i'm telling you man i feel like this summer they go let us out and june july august i want to be sexy as fuck all june july august but june july and august i'm still gonna be working out so that the by, by the time september hits um the floodgates of pussy because uh, I'm not going to bang nobody. All I'm going to do for the next six months is make everybody want me. That's what you do. You hold out. You hold out. You turn everybody down. Okay? You don't fuck nobody. And then after six months, what's going to happen is pretty girls are going to be like, What? How come this guy don't want to fuck nobody? Well, he must want to talk to me then because, like, I'm pretty. And then I shut her down. And then... <laughs> and then when her good, her better looking friend will be like, wow, he's shutting down them bitches. Well, then he must be in my category. <laughs> now, I know this is my stupid philosophy and my stupid fucking theory, but believe you me, I am, I am going to do it. 
And you guys, my dedicated 40, are going to be laughing because everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you care about your body and you're eating healthy and you're doing this and you're... I don't give a fuck about none of that shit, okay? Yeah, I know it comes with all those benefits, but you know why I'm doing this? So that I look fine as fuck and I can bang bitches way outside my weight class. That's why I'm getting in shape, okay? (laughs) All right? That's the honest truth. I'm single. I have three kids. I have a shit resume, okay? It's not a good day. (laughs) It's not a good day to want to try to fuck with me. But that's what I'm going for. And uh, I'm starting today. Today's April 1st. I'm getting it in. And uh, as soon as I finish this podcast, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out there and get the little workout in. And then after the workout, I got to sit down and figure out what kind of costumes I could buy online to wear on stage and I really got to start working on the writing of the jokes. That's a big thing, man. I got 5 days. 5 days to submit 14 jokes about two different individuals. Plus um it is a go. Uh I will be out in Oshawa. So May long weekend in Oshawa is my first live appearance in 2020. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, 2021. Fuck, eh? I don't even know what year it is anymore, much less the days. But yeah, so Oshawa. I will be out in Oshawa doing a show. Uh, It'll be a live outdoor show. It's an all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-eat buffet with a live comedy show. And I'm looking forward to it because, uh, well, one, uh, I'll be back doing live stand-up comedy. But the second thing I like is that it's such a small crowd. It's only 25 to 30 people per crowd. And, um, you know, like with a crowd that small and intimate, it's harder to make a smaller crowd laugh than it is to make a bigger crowd. And because I haven't been on stage since November. uh, So what's that? November, December, January, February, March, April, May, May. So it'd be about six and a half, seven months since I've been on stage, um, I've been performing Zoom shows, but I haven't been doing live shows. Now, for the last seven months, I've gotten good at Zoom shows, but I genuinely don't remember how to do stand-up live. Like, I'm not even sure how to intro. What am I going to say? Like, how do I attack the stage? And I'm very nervous about it. I am extremely nervous about what is about to transpire, but... I mean, the same way it was before, uh, we went March and then my first performance was in June. Um, and so was that March, April, May, June. Yeah, that was like three months, three or four months. Yeah, because I, I didn't perform the whole of March. So yeah, four months. And, you know, after about show two, I was back in gear. So I know I'll be fine. It's just that I'm a little nervous because, you know, your first show's out, but... Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe there'll be some kind of opportunity will open at, open up. I mean, it didn't happen in Toronto. Toronto went back on another lockdown. So their, their lockdown is they, they locked down for the long weekend because it's the Easter long weekend and they're on lockdown again. Ontario is the, like the, the hub of the fuck up because they, uh, keep opening up and closing back, opening up and closing back and, it's fucking frustrating. I could get it, man. If you out in Toronto, it's frustrating as fuck. Because, like, the way I see it is just, like, 
um, with the vaccines being available, if you're a person who's worried or concerned that this virus might kill you or might cause deep complications, then I think you should be getting vaccinated. Um, I mean, because, you know, because you think it'll help you because you think it'll, it'll be good for you. For other people who are relatively healthy, who have no fear of this disease affecting them, man, I don't blame you guys for not wanting to wear your mask. I mean, well, not when you say when I say not wanting to wear your mask, I mean, like that you don't want to wear a mask anymore. But I don't mean what you're doing when you say I don't want to wear a mask and I'm going to stand outside of grocery stores and complain. That person is an asshole because the point of the mask is it's not about you. It's about the community and trying to prevent the spread. All right. To, to people who may be, you know, uh, immune compromised or, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm talking about like you're just tired of it. Uh, and as an entertainer, it's been ridiculous. Like my it's been over a year now. And, you know, I haven't I've been struggling all year trying to find my way to stay alive, stay afloat. And it sucks ass. And uh, I'm uh, fortunately I'm an introvert. So, I mean, people are like, what? You're an introvert? Yeah, trust me. It takes, I have to build up energy to hang out with y'all motherfuckers. It's nothing against you guys. It's just I don't have a long-term social energy. I get out, I'm good for two, maybe three hours. Two to three hours, I'm fucking on fire. And then after that, I run out of energy. And if I'm not drunk, I'm done. I want to go home. I'm finished. I'm literally exhausted at that point. Like, if I go home, I'm going to bed. Uh, and the only thing that keeps me going, the only social steroid that works for me is alcohol. I don't do cocaine because I've seen the end of that road, and that's not one that I'm trying to travel. Um, but, like, I, uh, I I don't really like drinking too much anymore um, because I don't like being drunk in public, plain and simple. I just don't like being drunk around people. I, I feel it's sloppy and... I mean, I'm coming, I guess I'm becoming more mature. If I mean, if you want to call a guy that used to shoot arrows in his living room mature, but I guess I'm coming more mature, more mature where it's like uh, being drunk is not cool for me anymore. And I don't want to be drunk. I love being high. Fuck. I don't give a fuck. That's great. Because on high, you just become an observational motherfucker. You don't embarrass yourself. You don't do nothing stupid. Only thing you do stupid is, you know, leave the house and then walk back to the house because you don't have your keys or you forgot your wallet or you forgot your cell phone or you lost your lighter. You know, stupid shit like that. But you don't, you know, embarrass yourself like how you do on alcohol. So I love, uh, like, when I drink, I drink for the taste. Uh, but when I smoke, I smoke to get high. And there's a big difference. I don't drink to get drunk, but I smoke to get high. So, um, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm an introvert. Uh, I'm not that big of a social person. So, being inside and alone was not an issue for me. But what about the people that were extroverts? Who, their energy is built up from being around people. And they're drained from being alone. You know, how fucked up was it for them? Um, how fucked up is it that, you know, we're not allowed to work, but they still allowed to charge us rent, charge us for insurance, charge us for bills. And it's like, how the fuck are we supposed to pay when we're not allowed to work? You know, 
So that was fucked up. And, you know, it was just so much stupid shit. And so to have the ability to, you know, get rid of all of these things, it's uh, it's a big deal for me. And uh, so I'm hoping that uh, people who are scared take their vaccines and that they let the world open back up. But unfortunately, that's not the way it's going right now. It's uh, all over the place. And Canada happens to be one of the worst places. Who would have thought that Canada would have been one of the worst? Uh, Not in terms of numbers, but in terms of organization and rolling out the vaccine and getting people vaccinated. And, you know, we have less numbers than America in terms of COVID. But, of course, our population is 10 times less. But their numbers are higher than ours. And yet they're opening and operating, whereas we're not. And so... You know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I'm just tired. I'm just sick of it all, to be honest. I'm I'm just... When I get that money, I'm buying an island and getting the fuck out of here, man. I don't want no neighbors. I ain't buying no luxury vehicles, no jewelry, nothing. I'm buying a fucking island, and I'm leaving. And then when I'm gone, I'm going to have a long stick. And if I don't like you, I'm going to push your boat away. (laughs) And <laughs> that's what I'm going to do, man. But anyways, um, what was the next thing I got to say real quick? Um, yeah, no, that's about it, man. Fuck it. I'm uh, I'm going to call it a day for this one. I'm going to let you guys know how the jokes went next week. And, uh, you know, look out for more of my Zoom shows. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? I forgot. I finished teaching. I finished teaching. So for I was uh, teaching a comedy class, and my last class is over now. And um, I got to admit, uh, in each class, there's two students who I think would be phenomenal stand-up comedians. And uh, in one of my classes, I had an absolute piece of shit douchebag. And uh, the rest of the students, I don't really think they want to do stand-up. I think they just want to try and see what it's about. But, I mean, that's left to be seen. I'll be cool when I see them out in public, though. That'll be weird, you know, when I'm a stand-up comedian showing up to a fucking open bike. And you get a bunch of people being like, I took Sterling's class. This is be fucking weird, man. It'll be wild. But um, I'm glad I did it, though. I learned a lot about myself. And I've become a better comedian uh, because of it so um you know shout out to all my students and shout out to my dedicated 40 this has been another episode of the comedy reject podcast see y'all next week